So we're live. Welcome everybody to yet another live interview show with Become a Fearless Father. And today, Alex Labond, uh, I hope I pronounced that correctly. Um, thank you for joining us. Um, I'm first going to start off with a question. And that's the following, man, because um, I saw your picture uh, of you before and you now. And, and of course, the title, right? Fit Super Dads. So first of all, I like to, for everybody, so everybody gets a nice picture. What does it mean to be a fit super dad? Yeah, so that's a great, great question, uh, Klaus. Thanks for having me uh, on this on this show, man, podcast. Love it. Uh, so yeah, for me, fit, being a fit super dad, um, you know, it's, it's not just about fitness. So I, I mean, I got into the industry, the fitness industry, very young. I was into, you know, working out when I was, I started about when 13, 14 years old. Mm. And it was all about just going to the gym, just, you know, pushing iron, getting huge pecs. And, and that, 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 those were pretty much my, my priorities uh, in my younger years. And there is just obviously a, you know, natural course to, to life. And as we gain responsibilities uh, by having children, well, you know, the, the picture changes a little bit and, mm -hmm. and the definition of, you know, being somebody that is healthy, both physically and mentally, uh, it just takes on a whole new meaning. And, and for me, the, the definition of being a fit super dad, uh, it just encompasses a lot more. And it, it's also a lot about, you know, integrating your family into this whole, you know, health and fitness uh, picture. So like first and foremost, it's about being a great role model and having the just having the power to influence people, you know, to the best of your ability. Right. I think we have to respect, you know, individuals as they are, as they, they come into this world and, and as they, you know, there's other people that influence them as well. But for me, it's just, you know, having as much influence and power and, mm -hmm. and just instilling great values and uh and practices early on for you know for my, for my kids particularly uh and and being you know present uh for my kids as well spending quality time um with them uh, a lot you know a lot of things have evolved over the the last few years and in, in my work and all that and i've been able to um to integrate my kids more and more into uh into into my business so i think that's like a, it's a huge um asset for me actually yesterday there was a uh, we had a day off. He had kids uh, had a day off from school, and I brought my older son with me uh, to work. And it, it's like just growing into this, this sort of like this tradition uh, that they, it's just something that they look forward to so much. Like the, I think the just you know coming to the this studio and and helping me out is something that they value so much, which is you know it's just uh, it's very special. Yeah. Absolutely. I can understand that. Hey, what's going on, Thomas? Thank you for sharing uh, or being here with us. I appreciate you as always. Um, let's get into more about who's Alex, right? What's your background story and uh, a bit about your family setup. And after that, the sky's the limit. I got tons of questions. <laughs> yeah, first of all, man, who, who's Alex? What's your background story? And, um, yeah, what's what does your family setup look like? So, uh, well, we're a family of uh, four. Uh, so I have two two boys, uh, lovely wife, and uh, my boys are one is four, one is six. So uh, you know they're very rambunctious little boys who <laughs> I would say spend maybe 
80% of the time fighting with each other and then 20% of the time loving them, <laughs> loving each other uh, you know, to death and to death. Uh, so yeah, so it's, we're a family of four and well, I mean, my background is, um, well, my, I'm actually, uh, I'm uh, half Egyptian, half French Canadian. So, um, my mother uh, came from Egypt in Montreal, Canada in the sixties and met a French Canadian man. And then they, they had me. And then from then on, uh, I evolved as a very active, uh, young child playing, um, soccer for, you know, starting uh, fairly young and martial arts uh, mm. as well. So th those two things are uh, two sports that I'm very passionate about. I don't uh, play soccer anymore, you know, other than, you know, here and there at the park. Uh, but I still uh, partake in, in martial arts uh, quite a bit. So that's nice. something that, I, that I'm very, uh, I just love. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I started training uh, more strength and conditioning when I was about 14 years old, got really into it. Uh, I had a lot of, like for, for me, it was a way to gain a lot of confidence. I was actually a pretty, sh you know, fairly shy kid uh, growing up. Um, I think the fact that I was, uh, you know, just pretty good at, at sports helped. And, you know, people were, you know, so, sort of uh, respected that in a sense. But it, I never felt like my, my confidence was actually at the level of, Risk, you know, the kind of respect that was that people were giving to me. So I felt there was a little bit of a of a gap in and you know just strength and conditioning and and you know pursuing continuing to, to train in martial arts uh, was something that uh, allowed me to to bridge that gap a little bit more and really feel mm -hmm. uh, you know comfortable and and just you know comfortable to express myself and not uh, you know let think that I'm letting people down or you know be fearful of of people's judgment. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, fr from then on, from training, uh, I studied in uh, kinesiology, so that's the you know human movement science. And mm -hmm. from there, uh, I actually worked a little bit as a, as a personal trainer in home, uh, training people in home. And then I worked for almost five or six years in a uh, an insurance company in the HR department. I was a, a fitness and wellness consultant, so it was a lot about running. Uh, mental health, mental and both and and physical health. So really, wellness, you, you know, um, within uh, within Quebec, which is sort of the province where I'm from. So mm. yeah, so that that was something that I did for five or six years, and then I was I was starting to work on my you know my business uh, while working there. And about three years ago, I, I just I, <laughs> I quit my job, uh, cold turkey, <laughs> and nice. just like it was. It was kind of stressful because I literally went to like zero zero income, and was able to uh, you know get some get some clients uh, within the first first month and just get going. So mm -hmm. it was it was a lot of in person training, and I didn't really have a niche or anything like that. It's just working with uh, anyone uh, pretty much. And then from then on, I uh, you know I saw the value in in really working. Having a niche was important for marketing wise and. Uh, to have a striving business, and I said, "Well, what 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 niche? What what better niche than you know something that I I try to embody, you know myself? Because I figure like if I'm going to be, you know, promoting this message, why not, you know, be that be that example or try to be that mm -hmm. that example at least, and it'll save me a lot of, a lot a uh, lot more time, you know, if I'm <laughs> if I'm speaking to uh, people who are you know similar to me, and uh, yeah, it allows me to also integrate again my." My family in in uh, my business, 
so that that is i hope that gives a good uh, a good little resume yeah. absolutely man absolutely i love it it gives me tons of uh, ammunition to uh, fire some more uh questions your way uh see thomas is happy with it uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks yeah. buddy i really appreciate you man what's uh, up Robert? So let's get right into this, man, because I keep telling everybody, right, the most important thing is that you fill up your cup first, right? We're in an airplane. The first thing they say, put your mask on first. Health is like a huge part of that. I mean, your energy, you just said it, right? I got a four-year-old, six-year-old. I mean, they go bananas. They got so much energy. You got to keep up with them, right? And I got a boy. I got two boys, three and six. So <laughs> I kind of know what you're talking about. And also the one where you said like 80% fighting um you know and 20 percent, there's some love going on <laughs> and i see each other so i absolutely know what you're talking about but i know that my energy's got to be high right and that's that's what what the health comes in so what's your what's your first advice that you give to dads that have been out of shape um but are listening to you and they're like oh man i want that that's what i want that's what my kids need from me right what's yeah. your your first advice that you always give so really, the first piece of advice, it might not, here's how, how I like to put it, it might not be what people expect. Nice. <laughs> yeah, like, like, like sometimes people, you know, people reach out, they want to work, work with you. I mean, you're, you're a coach too, so I'm sure, you know, you're familiar with people, you know, just having certain expectations of what works, you know, what they think works, and, you know, what, what works maybe not uh, matching with with those expectations and i think that can can be a little bit of a shock for certain people uh but i think it can also be something that we uh that we can celebrate or we can at least rejoice from because it's really quite simple uh mm -hmm. my message is really all about honing in on on the basics okay just as a general uh you know approach but one of the first things that i like to focus on uh, with the client is really just their awareness of what is going on people Right away, they want to like they have this idea of what they think, um, what what they know what they want, but they have this idea of what they think they need, and often what they what they truly need is complete is something completely different, and hence why they you know they haven't been able to uh, achieve success, right? Or else they wouldn't you know you know be reaching out to uh, to me. So it in the beginning, it's all all about building that awareness around what are they currently doing because you you know how do you how do you want to create a program how do you want to intervene when you don't even know what the situation is right you have no idea what's going on what's the picture how do we you know how do we fix this if we don't even know what the, what the limiting factors are what are the problems and interestingly in building this picture usually i take about two weeks to really like just uh focus especially on nutrition like you know food logging getting an understanding of, like what have you been doing and what's interesting is you know, as much as I try and tell people to like respect what you've been eating, you know, like don't don't change what you're eating suddenly just to uh, to impress me or you know to, to whatever it is to you know, I want to I want a real picture of what you've been doing, and that way we're going to understand where where we need to to get to, what we need to work on. But I, I say that, but I for everyone that does this, there's definitely an influence, right? We can't you know we can't we can't uh, we can't prevent that basically. Mm -hmm. So ultimately what ends up happening is we get an idea of what's been going on and they start to already make positive uh, changes because they're just aware, you know, and um, 
a perfect uh, example of this actually is once in a while I, I do this because my my weight you know fluctuates throughout the year. Um, I don't know if it's because of the, the seasons here in, in, in Canada, like it, usually you know December, Christmas time, and all that. I tend to put on uh, you know a little bit of a little bit of weight too. So in you know January last year, actually, I did this whole awareness you know, challenge where I shared in my uh, Instagram stories everything that I that I eat for one month. And in there, there was you know there were carbs, there was whiskey uh, every day or some rum or something. And uh, the reason why I say this because I was trying to show that you know you don't have to completely restrict everything, you know all the the, the pleasures in life to see significant uh, changes. So I took a picture, you know, of myself in the beginning of the month and then and at the end of the month. And there was definitely, you know, very, very no significant uh, change. And all I did was just food log, pretty much. I didn't mm. count any calories. I'm not saying counting calories is bad and all that. I feel like that's like a, you know, a more advanced level. But all I did was food log and that provided really good results. So. Yeah, so to, just to answer, in, you know, in short your question, it's really all about first building that awareness and understanding what is going on. And then from there, we can we can start, like, attacking the different uh, aspects. Exactly. Yeah, that's what you say, basics. It's so simple, but it works. <laughs> that's the beauty of it, right? I mean, that's that's – actually, that's the way I start. I'd always try to first figure out, you know, really log where you at now, what are you doing now, and then we build from there. Um, so that's awesome. See, man, it's a busy day. That food log was so interesting to follow. Oh yeah, uh, okay, what's up, man? <laughs> <laughs> so I appreciate that. Thank you, Nicholas. Um, so from that, what I, you know, I saw the pictures. Uh, I was actually I was walking the dogs right before we started with uh, with our live interview, and I was thinking like, okay, what are cool questions to ask? And I, I kept having that picture in my mind of you being flubby and then you being chiseled. That's that's what I gave it as a definition. So I don't know if that's correct, but that's that's why. And I thought, okay, I don't like to go to the gym, but yet I do not go to the gym. I I don't like the atmosphere, right, of yeah. most gyms. Is it possible of what you've achieved to do that with just um, eating healthy, right, and not using weights? So using just your your body weight and body exercises, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. That's a great question. So here's how. But I would say you can you can only attack your nutrition, right, and generate um, weight loss. Okay. Mm -hmm. the reason why I hesitate to say fat loss, you can, you can, you definitely can. You're going to lose, you know, some fat and all that. But if you want to promote fat loss, because when you're losing weight, you can lose, you know, you can lose five pounds. Let's say in two weeks, you can lose 10 pounds and five pounds can be muscle mass and five pounds could be uh, body fat. So you want to try and, you know, tell your body to, to lose body fat. And strength training is definitely a very important element to, signal your body to say okay let's 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 get you know let's we need to keep we need to preserve muscle or even build some muscle so mm -hmm. in actually in 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 the program i'll tell you we oftentimes the first like exercise let's say workout or program is or i think it's around week week four or five it's pretty late you know and 
that's another thing that surprises people because they're like, well, what do you mean? I, I'm not starting like this, you know, free three day, uh, you know, three day, yeah, let's go. Where's my, where's my bro split, you know, with arms and this and that. And, and, and so here's the thing, if someone is ready for that and they, you know, they insist I'm, I'm going to give them something to work on. Definitely. I love, I love building programs and all that, but what I've noticed over, you know, over the years and just working with so many people is that again, it's those expectations. Like people think they're going to be able to take on this, this program that, you know, this maybe some 20 year old built, right. Who doesn't have all these responsibilities and you know, they're expected, you know what, to just take this on and, and implement it. I don't, I don't think it's very realistic. People overestimate what they can do and they underestimate the impact of small changes. So just to get back to, to your question, I, I would say, you know, you, nutrition is, is definitely important. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's the, it's the driver of this, mm -hmm. but your training is also important. And if you want to just use your body weight, most definitely, I mean, it's all about finding an exercise exercises that'll challenge you at the right level. And mm -hmm. your body weight is definitely something that, that allows you to do that. And if anything, at a very minimal investment, uh, sometimes what I like just to help people set up a little home gym, I have them order just on like Amazon prime. It's, it's like a band kit for, I don't know, 40, 50 bucks, let's say, you know, and just with that, you, you can do so many movements. And mm -hmm. the idea is just to build on that because, you know, if someone, if your limiting factor is, you know, think, you know, thinking that you don't have enough equipment, you don't have enough gear. Uh, well, that, that's just like, it's, it's, it's not a good belief to have. It's, it's really stopping you from, from achieving a lot of results. And you can turn this into a little bit of a, a, a game where I say, if you're going to get a tool, maybe you get a kettlebell, kettlebell for, you know, at home to, to work out with, try and master it, try and, try and, and, and do all kinds of movement, learn all kinds of movements with it. And once you get bored of it, you know, buy yourself another little piece of equipment and then become the master of that piece of equipment. And then it becomes fun where I've found sometimes certain people, you know, maybe they buy like this huge, they make this like $2,000 investment and they like use each little equipment for like one thing. And, uh, you know, I guess an analogy is kind of like when I was young, it's, it'd be like uh, if someone bought a, bought a video, bought a video game and they were just terrible at it, but they had like a hundred video games that w that they were just, you know, they knew how to play one level basically. Mm, exactly. I appreciate that. <laughs> so I'm assuming that, uh, as you just mentioned, right? 20 year olds, it's easy. You got all the time in the world. You got nothing to worry about. Now all of a sudden we're entrepreneurial dads where we really focus on our business, making an impact in the world. And uh, then of course, you know, we got to spend time with the wife. We got to spend tons of time with the kids or as much as possible. And we also want to, so I'm assuming that time management is going to be like the biggest excuse, right? I, Alex, I can't, I can't, I can't do that. I don't have the time, right? How do you work around that to make sure that they realize like, dude, you can, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, I mean, there, there are multiple, multiple ways to work around it. It's obviously a question of, of logistics. And, and there are certain cases that are a little bit more difficult. Um, you know, you know, so people, some people are really in some, and have, you know, tough challenges going on in their mm -hmm. lives and maybe are caring for loved ones who are sick. And, and, you know, and, and there are certain cases where I think it can be, it can be quite difficult to, to even fit in, you know, something, but I would say for most, most people, uh, there, there really isn't 
uh, an excuse. It's just a question of finding that time and, and, and knowing like when, when is the best time to do this? So for some people, it really just means waking up a little bit earlier and getting in like a 15, even if it's like a 15 minute workout. Uh, if, if you're able to do 15 to 20 minutes, you know, six to seven days a week. So we were, you're focusing more on frequency. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, there's so much, so much potential to see progress with just that, especially if you're not doing anything that first, like let's tap into that first. And then when that becomes a problem, then, you know, then we'll talk, right. Then, then, then we'll talk, then, then we can, you know, we can up things, but first go get, you know, go get most of the benefits mm -hmm. uh, from doing something. And, and I think that's, that's another uh, core piece of, of my message. It's just not enough people, you know, just, Aren't, people just aren't doing anything. I mean, if you go, if you start walking, right, you just go for, for daily walks and you're not doing anything right now, you will see a lot of progress just from that. I mean, you, you can potentially argue that certain people would increase their, their muscle mass just from walking because the stimulus is so novel. You know, the, the level of, of exposure, the threshold to change is so low that, I mean, isn't that awesome? I mean, it's like saying like you're gonna get crazy returns from doing anything almost. So you want to go, you want to pass that that threshold, and then uh, you know programming becomes a little bit, um, you know, more more specific, not more specific, but more important if you want. Mm -hmm. So yeah, getting more advanced and stuff like that. So yeah, that's that's what I would say. Nice. So that that came immediately to the next question, man. In regards, now we've got time management, right? You're saying like 15, 20 minutes that we create start or just going for that walk, right? Yeah. When we talk about workouts, what about time? What's the best moment during the day to to work out? Yeah, well, the, the best moment is, you know, the, when you're going to do it for sure. <laughs> okay. So, like, uh, you know. <laughs> no, but at a, at a at a base level. Now, if you have the, if you have the, the choice, you know, of, of doing it, I would, from experience, I would say that most people, uh, they are more consistent the earlier they do it mm -hmm. in the day, but you might not perform as well. Okay. You, know, you won't be as strong as uh, you are, you know, if you do uh, maybe your, your, your workout in, in the afternoon or, or later on in the day. Okay. Uh, there might be some research uh, about this. So I'm not. You know, I'd have to like go go look into it a bit, but there might might be some research to support that. Uh, you'd have to check it out. But I would just say from experience that it's you know the earlier you can get it done, the better. Um, and another way to to look at it too that I didn't mention before, and this is this is something that I do, and it's something that that works for certain people is, you know, instead of creating this program where you have okay day one or Monday is you know this exercise three sets 10 reps and then this exercise and having to do your your exercise within one session there's also the there's also the possibility to spread your exercise um, throughout the day and throughout the week mm. so instead of having you know like again this this three by ten or or whatever what i like to do is, is build a grid with people have a few exercises that are very accessible so something that they can do Hopefully, like that also doesn't require too much of a warm up, but that that you know provides enough stimulus to see um, the results. And I I just have them. I say, look, when you're in the basement, uh, maybe you're you know you're folding some laundry. 
and everyone is, uh, you know, is upstairs. Kids are taking a bath, you know, with, with 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 the wife or whatever. Whoever's, you know, maybe your 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 son's in the bath and you're you're there. You know, that's a perfect time to uh, get a set in of, of you know maybe some push-ups or whatever, some squats or some split squats. And the goal here is really to just accumulate throughout the day and throughout the week, so mm -hmm. that you're you're basically filling this grid with volume of you know of, of exercise. Uh, and I think that can make it a little bit more accessible for for certain people because because it kind of comes becomes a game where they're like, how many you know of this of this exercise can I get today and this week? So that that works for a certain type of person. And I will you know recognize that there's also uh, just you know some parents that just need to get out of the house to you know to to work out. And I also appreciate that as well. Um, so I'm not you know doing um, martial arts alone at home. Obviously, it requires you know partners and stuff like that. So I think it's uh, you know first if you if you can, I think I think it can be nice. But there are you know some really really busy uh, you know dads that get it all done from home with nothing, 15 minutes a day, and they're they're good with that. Yeah, that, that's that's absolutely amazing. What kind of martial arts actually are we talking about, Alex? So. Uh, yeah, so well, right now I'm really focused on uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Nice. So I uh, had a I had a like pretty bad rib injury uh, years ago. Like this is maybe ten years ago uh, from wrestling, and mm. it, it's been sort of plaguing me for forever. But I've been able to get it, you know, under control or just manage it pretty much to the point where I've been able to uh, to get back into into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. But I've always uh, I've always, I mean, I did, uh, you know, just like striking kickboxing um, with with a coach for I don't know, maybe ten years or plus now. So, and or just shadow boxing, you know, whatever I can, hitting the bag. Uh, uh, yeah. So, so basically, those those two right now. Yeah. Nice, nice. Sorry, people. That was just personal interest. Yeah, man. Cool. <laughs> I'm a big Muay Thai fan. Oh, you can't you can't see him, right? There they are. Oh yeah, cool. Oh yeah, that one. And so your your so your last name is is it Dutch? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because the uh, the Dutch are famous for for striking. I mean. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you got some big boy boys over there. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. So now I want to ask the last question in regards to getting healthy, and then. Um, how does sleep, is that something that you uh, cover as well with your clients? And how, how does that come in? Because actually there's going to be two questions I just remembered. And I'll just ask them right now before I forget. So one is there's so much out there of content for everything in regards to health, which makes it very difficult. And two is, uh, that's specific one that I'm working on right now, is sleep, right? Okay. Yeah. So let's start first with there's so much stuff out there how does one finally decide like okay i should stick with this right okay so when let's say let's say we we talk about sleep are when you say stick with this are you referring to let's say uh something that you hear about so uh, you know i'll give you uh, like the i'll give you an example the blue i don't know if you've heard of the blue blockers the, the glasses that you wear they block ah. you yeah so that's like something that some some you know people will ask me about um you have also the, uh, I guess, the infrared exposure. Um, whether there the there's effects on on sleep now, if they're 
supported by research uh, I'm not aware of. To be honest, I'm not like constantly uh, up to date with that. But um, let's say we take all these different strategies. It, it really comes back again to making sure, making sure that you're covering the basics first, because you could say you could you could compare some of these um, strategies to supplements. So if we, mm -hmm. if we use you know nutrition uh, as an analogy here or as an example, we you know at first you want to make sure that you have a calorie deficit going on, right? If you want to lose weight, you want to make sure that your you know your macronutrients are in order. You want to make sure that your micronutrients are are in order. So I'm I'm going up the pyramid, right? So the foundation is those calories. And, and then you go all the way up to, you know, when sort of you have your, your carbs and all that, your meal timing, your carb timing, and then supplements, right? Mm -hmm. Unless you have something going on, sure, some certain cases people have deficiencies, they need supplements. So I'll, the same thing applies to, you know, your sleep. There are certain things at the bottom of the pyramid that you, don't, you have to make sure you check those boxes before you start looking at some of these more, uh, let's just say, more advanced uh, strategies. There's Actually, there's this great um, there's this great article. I, I, I could maybe like share it after or something. If we could share links and all that. It's, I think it's Dr. John. I don't know if it's Dr. John Russin. Anyhow, he laid out like all what are all like the possible things that you can do to um, you know enhance your sleep quality uh, and and quantity. Now, a lot of these are are you know like quite advanced. You know, mm -hmm. sometimes I forget. There's a type of sound that you can listen to before you go to bed where you know i don't I, I don't remember exactly how it works but anyhow these are all things that are you know that are great if you have your 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 basics covered right your fundamentals mm -hmm. are, are are covered and fundamentals are very simple you know the things that are going to have a big effect are, are your screen time right your screen time before uh, before bed obviously you know how you know how do you go to sleep what is your sleep hygiene like so everything that you do before bed is going to have an impact on, you know, the quality of your sleep. Uh, this is this is this is supported, you know, by the mm -hmm. research. But I think we've also some sort of known this, right? If you, uh, you know, if you have like a, a big argument or something like that, and and then you 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 know try to go to bed, sometimes you know you don't you you don't sleep so well, right? And and you wake up and uh, you know maybe you have dreams and stuff like that. And it's just like just not good quality sleep. So I would say focusing on your on the quality of your sleep by setting up good sleep hygiene practices uh, mm -hmm. it would be you know fundamental. And and it's a little bit different too. I, certain people uh, respond better to to different things because what relaxes you is so specific to you. You know, if it's listening to a little bit of music on you know in your headphones before going to bed, if it's reading. Uh, you know, that does it better for you than you know, whatever works, uh, you know, for you is, is the most important thing. It's not necessarily, uh, you know, following what someone else does, but you can use that for inspiration, inspiration and experiment with it and see if it has a, a positive impact on you. Um, that's what I'd say. So like really those big ones are just that screen time and that regular, uh, sleep, uh, hour, you know, schedule if you want. So sleeping at the same time, if you can keep it within an hour. So I, I mean, I, I break this rule all the time on the weekend. You know, I like to sleep a little bit later, uh, maybe watch something uh, on Netflix or, 
or I don't know, there's Disney Plus now and Apple TV, this and all that. I mean, <laughs> crazy now. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, you know, but I, I try not to go too overboard just to, to stay because, man, those those days suck after when you <laughs> when you got the, the kid that, you know, you got you got two uh, two kids as well. And, and they're they're ready. They're all primed and everything. And you have like no energy and you got to do like things around the house, got to bring them to their activities and all that. Um you know, those are, those, those are certain, uh, you know, essentials. So, so forget about, you know, about, about working out if you, you know, if you can't even do those things, um, mm -hmm. you know, first. So, yeah, yeah. That's what I would say. I don't know if that answers your question. For, for yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the only last question I have in regards to that is, is there a certain amount because, you know, um, I'm not sure if you heard of Mind Valley. Um, it's founded by, uh, by Vision and uh, for some reason, I get him a lot on my YouTube. <laughs> I get all his ads. And he was saying, and, and I agree with that, is that, you know, we've been all been taught, like, you have to sleep at least eight hours, right? Everybody has to sleep at least eight hours. And then he was saying, like, or he had a specialist there or an expert there that was actually contradicting that and saying, like, no, 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 that's absolutely ridiculous. You can't even do that correctly with, you know, the time, like, what is it, 30 minutes, 90 minutes? Okay, the different, uh, with, with the, the different phases of sleep. Yeah, exactly. So what what is it? Like, how does someone say, like, okay, this is how much I should sleep? Okay. Well, if you want to, the first level that you can do is is go with subjective rating of your sleep quality. Mm -hmm. So you what you can do is every, you know, every morning, you can rate how primed or ready you feel. How, you know, how ready do you feel to, uh, you know, to attack your day, basically. Uh, and and see what your track your number obviously how much sleep you're getting there are maybe a little bit more advanced ways where you can use uh, let's say like heart rate variability i don't know if you're familiar with that or if you've ever, if you've ever heard of that so heart rate variability um, this is a it's it's an objective measure of your capacity to handle both mental and physical stress Okay. So there, between each, anyhow, in a nutshell, between each heartbeat, there's you know there's an interval, and mm -hmm. the space between each heartbeat isn't the same. So let's say your heart is beating at 50 beats per minute. It's not like, you know, it's not a constant uh, rhythm. So based on on this, based on you know just having like a heart rate monitor on your chest that measures your you know your heart rate, you can actually use an application to find out what your HRV is. And this provides information on your level of recovery. Mm. So, because, you know, sleep, so here's the thing, sleep, sleep is super important, but really what's the most important is how is your recovery and, and sleep is a part of your recovery. So you mm. can, you can great, you can do everything, um, everything right when it comes to sleep, let's say, but maybe your, your nutrition isn't on point and that's going to have an impact on your recovery. And it's going to have an impact on the results that you get, right? Not just the results, but how you feel and how you feel is going to impact your performance. And then how you perform is going to in impact how you feel about yourself, you know? So it's, everything is interconnected. I mean, there's just so much influence, you know, from, <laughs> from one aspect to, to another, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So I would say if you want to go a little bit more in depth, I've, I've done that for, for a little bit. So you just take this measure every morning and, and you get an idea of how, you know, how ready are you to, to handle stress, basically mm -hmm. exercise is stress, you know, work is stress, uh, 
you know, kids are stressed. Every, you know, there's a lot of stress. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> exactly, exactly. You mentioned um, screen time, right? Before yeah. uh, before going to sleep. What about eating or exercising? Is that also like you know X amount of time before going to sleep? You shouldn't eat or you shouldn't uh, you shouldn't exercise. Yeah, so uh, I think that's a great question. So for for exercise, I would. So here's here's the challenge. There are certain people who they can only get a workout before bed, baby. Mm -hmm. The way their life is set up, and what I would say for those people is, if you're in that situation, then it's even more important for you to to trust in the long game because what you're going to have to uh, basically focus on if you want to succeed is frequency and a little bit of a lower intensity. So you might have to dial things back if you actually want to be able to, you know, fall asleep. And so, so that you can continue this habit. Cause what happens is a big mistake that, that, you know, th those people will make is they'll, they'll do these intense workouts before going to bed and they're like, Oh, I'm okay. I'm fine. Like I, I'm doing these workouts. I'm prime and all that. And then what happens is they're accumulating a stress, right? Mm. And, and this stress is adding up and they're accumulating this debt. And what happens after about three or four weeks is uh, you got to pay that debt. And often what happens is your body starts slowing everything down. Mm. So your body starts slowing everything down and suddenly you don't feel motivated anymore. You don't understand why you don't feel motivated, but it's because your body is seriously lacking in, in, in recovery. So because it's a, it's, affecting the quality of your sleep right doing these higher intensity so you can still get great results if you if, if, if that's the only way that you can do it, by lowering the intensity okay of those of those workouts and and having it not affect your sleep too much right mm -hmm. so that's something that i would say for you know for people in that situation but definitely the intensity level of your exercise before bed is going to have a, a a big impact on your ability to to fall fall asleep. Um, so just like personally, uh, if I like do something intense, honestly, past like like now, I'm because I'm, I'm so used to working out earlier. Anything past six thirty, that's like intense. I'm up uh, maybe an hour, two hours past my my normal bedtime. Just can't fall asleep. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so that was a you had a there's a second part that was the. Food. <laughs> oh, yeah. Food before bed. Yeah. Okay. Well, food. So, so what is it that you, that you're wondering, let's say about food before bed? Is it more from a, uh, like a weight loss perspective or is it more from a, a sleep quality perspective? These are, they're all tied together, but sleep quality. Sleep quality. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So, yeah. Definitely. Like this is going to be very specific to, in, to each person as well. Right. Because, if you have certain intolerances, okay. obviously, if you have something like that before bed, then yeah, you're you know, you're 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 not gonna have great sleep. Uh, you know, alcohol definitely want to limit your <laughs> your portions, your servings before bed. Uh, I think it. I, I I remember I had looked this up because when I was doing that challenge last year, I was like, what is like? Because I'm I was showing that you can drink alcohol still and 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 get results. And then I was like, how do I make sure that I'm not affecting my sleep, though? You know, so I, I think it was one serving. Anyhow, it can be uh, easily found with Google. But, um, yeah, so to, to get back to your question, with the food, I would say if you have a, huge, if you have a big meal before bed, then you're not going to get great sleep, right? I think mm -hmm. we, all, we, all, we, all, we all know this. 
I don't know if um, I don't know I don't know if you uh, you remember your days of of you know going out. I, I think in Europe you guys like go out even later, right? You guys eat at like four or five in the morning or something like that. That's what I was told. I don't know if that is is that the case. When we used when we used to go out, we yeah. used to eat dinner early, go out long, long time, and then four or five o'clock in the morning when all the nightclubs would be closed, we would eat again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. so what, what would you eat at that time? What was that like? Um, and either like French fries, okay. snacks, uh, shawarma, uh, yeah. Yeah. right? So those, those kind of things. <laughs> the really fat, that nice. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the good stuff, right? The good stuff right before, you know, right before. I, I mean, we have poutine here. I don't know if you've heard of poutine, but um, yeah. So it's basically French fries with curd cheese and gravy. So yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So if you're gonna if you're gonna have something heavy like that before bed, then it's definitely not going to to benefit your sleep quality. So I would say limit how much uh, how much you eat, and I wouldn't eat something that's that's also gonna like spike your insulin, you know, right before going to bed. So mm -hmm. that is, that is very sweet. Um, but I, w I will say that for a lot of people though, uh, a lot of people actually need to have, uh, need to eat something a little bit, um, before bed because they wake up hungry, um, mm -hmm. in the night, you know, so it, it, there are certain cases, I won't say a lot of people, certain cases, um, rather. And, um, yeah, for those people having a little snack before bed, uh, is actually good. I mean, there's tryptophan in in like certain proteins. So if you have a little bit of carbohydrate, you know maybe just like a um, a toast, like a slice of uh, of bread with um, I don't know even some like chopped up um, chicken breast. You can add a little bit of you know just a little bit of honey if you want. I know not. I said not to like spike your insulin, but just go you know <laughs> be moderate and and that can be something you know just a nice nightly uh, nighttime uh, snack that that you have. Uh, I think, I think it, it, again, it comes down to, it comes down to experimenting and ultimately there's no like black and white in, in this, in this, uh, I mean, I will say in this life actually, but you know, for, for health and fitness, you know, there's definitely, there's, there's a lot of room for, for nuance basically, mm -hmm. and experimentation. And, uh, I forget uh, some, some coach said this in, in, um, in uh, in my industry, and he said, "Your the purpose of your life should be to write your instruction manual." Mm -hmm. So, so that's I, I think I I'm a true believer of that, and I'm I'm like still learning things about myself, like you know, at this point in my life, and yet I have you know all this 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 knowledge and all that about you know fitness and, and health and all that. Yet I still find that I, I'm learning um, quite a lot, and there's still a lot that I don't that I don't know. Um, so yeah, I would say you need to experiment and keep track. And that's where that initially that awareness that I talked about earlier on to tie it back. That's why it's so important because you won't know what's going on if you're not, you know, if you're not aware and you have that skill as a, you know, at a foundational level, you're going to have so much more insight into what's working and what isn't working. You know? So, yeah. 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 I was just thinking that like, you know, the whole conversation that we just had can be summarized for everybody that's listening. You know, make sure that you're aware and make sure that you keep track of what you're doing. Be consistent and figure out, like, what's what's the best thing working for you. And what I got from this is, like, because I mentioned, right, the biggest thing is that there's so many different messages out there 
right? Oh, you got to do this, but it's all focused on that one person. And that doesn't, that might not just work for you. So it's all about just figure out what works for you and stick to that, right? Yeah, definitely. Fantastic. I love it. All right. Look, man, it went really fast. Um, I, I didn't even get the half of my questions. We didn't even talk about the kids. We didn't even talk about um, your wife and all other good stuff on business. But, you know, we already have 45 minutes. So I really appreciate that. Let me share this real quick. This is in the comment section for the people that are watching or if you're listening or watching the replay. This is in the description section as well. Um, this is Alex's group. Um, where he'll probably share all kinds of amazing insights in regards to how to become a fit super dad. Um, what are other good ways, Alex, to follow you? Maybe if some dads are listening and they're like, oh man, I got a question. I, I, I got to ask this, right? How can I get in contact with you? Yeah, sure. The, I, the best way is, is through Facebook. So just connecting with me personally. Uh, so my personal profile, my name is Alex Labonte or Labonte like the NASCAR driver. Uh, and uh, that's it. Just, you know, reach out, uh, message me, and I'd be glad to uh, to chat or, you know, answer your questions. Uh, always love to connect with uh, with other guys out there. So for sure. Fantastic. I love it. Thank you. And see, this is the way we like to. Um, and great talk. Thank you. We really appreciate you being here. And look, Nick, Nicholas and me, we had a question. Well, very interesting, guys. When is part two scheduled for? Great question. Um, I will have to talk to Alex in private about that because I'm I'm actually booked until at least the end of January 2020 already. So um, it's going to be a lot of fun the next year already. So, but yeah, absolutely. As I said, Alex, I still would have loved to also cover the other part, but you know, we got so caught up in all my <laughs> all my questions, we didn't even get to talk about the most important thing, which is our kids and our wife. Um, so, man, Alex, thank you so much for being on. I really appreciate it. I really enjoyed it. I got tons of notes and things to uh, make myself more aware of. So I really appreciate that. Uh, everybody here, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, looking forward to seeing everybody uh, next week. Uh, have an amazing day. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.